Hello and welcome to Deer Tracks. Welcome back to another episode of the Deer Tracks Podcast. I've got some really interesting things on tap for you this episode, including a poem from a well-known American poet whose name will probably ring a bell, and that's a little hint towards the poem of his that I'm going to read. Uh, But uh, you probably heard his name at some point during that uh, time you took that U.S. history course in high school. You know, where most of the stuff's kind of hazy, but certain things kind of cut through, like, you know, names like Washington, Franklin, Lincoln, and most likely his name as well. Well, hopefully, uh, if you had a, a good American history teacher. But the name of, of the poet is Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. So I'm looking forward to sharing his poem with you. And I've really enjoyed just putting these episodes together for you, and I hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. And if you have, I would just like to ask that you would rate and review the show to help me expand the audience. And if you know anybody, family, friends, who would enjoy this podcast, share the podcast with them as well. And if you like writing poetry, or maybe you've been listening so far and have been inspired, hopefully, to try your hand at poetry i would love to read uh what you've written so please send that to me at poetry.deertracks at gmail.com again that's poetry.deertracks at gmail.com the first poem that i'm going to read to start off our episode is a poem i wrote titled backs to the sun the soil must give way to the blade on the plow Our eyes look ahead as we furrow the ground. No greater reward than in the sweat of your brow, while we work with our backs to the sun. Our wisdom has burdened us all with the load, as we toil so another one can reap what we've sown, with the wistful hum of Eden to whisper in our dome, while we work with our backs to the sun. We fill up our barns and then we raise a hundred more. We build up our fences and barricade our stores. And as long as there's a harvest, there will be a threshing floor, while we work with our backs to the sun. Our wisdom has burdened us all with the load, as we toil so another one can reap what we've sown, with the wistful hum of Eden to whisper in our dome, while we work with our backs to the sun. How much is the ransom that a man could give to God, to buy back all the blood and sweat he scatters in the sod? But we'd find the answer that our prodded efforts were for naught, while we worked with our backs to the sun. Our wisdom has burdened us all with the load, as we toil so another one can reap what we've sown, with the wistful hum of Eden to whisper in our dome, while we work with our backs to the sun. So the title of that poem is Backs to the Sun, and now this next one I'm going to share with you is going to be done in song form, kind of in a Bob Dylan style. I really enjoy Bob Dylan. Uh, He's a great example of a songwriter who is very much a poet as well in his songwriting. 
And uh, there is a difference. I know um, some people say, well, aren't songs, poems? It's like, yes, yes and no. I I think most songs definitely are. I definitely think that there are songs you could say probably not. Um, and, of course, that's debatable. So that's just my opinion. So maybe I could be wrong. I don't know. But Bob Dylan is certainly an example of somebody who is not only a songwriter but also a poet within that. And so I, I really enjoy his style of writing. And so this next poem slash song is inspired by him actually the next two um, are, are kind of done in sort of that similar fashion so this first one here is called party in babylon So young men go 
down the gun Had hey, young girls go put on your dress There's a party in Babylon There's a party in Babylon There's a party in Babylon There's a party in So again, that song was titled Party in Babylon, and I hope you enjoyed sort of the different presentation of the poetic material than what I normally do, uh, usually just speaking it, but this time singing it, so hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, and if you are a songwriter, if you have some songs that are on a more poetic nature or that you would like to share uh, with me, I, I would love to listen to them. Uh, just make sure that when you send them to me, that not only do you send me the lyrics, but that you also send a recording, a decent recording of the song. And try to keep it within about three, three and a half, four minutes. Uh, that would definitely help with uh, fitting it into the uh, episode here and trying to keep within the time parameters that I'm trying to stick to. So, uh, But yeah, send that over to poetry.deertracks at gmail.com. I uh, would love to listen to that as well. This next uh, poem song is titled The Tide. And again, um, just inspired from Bob Dylan and, and others, writers that had this real poetic nature to their, to their lyrical writing. Tide rolling in on the island of man to sweep the young ones away. And there's a ship that will land in its rough ocean sand, whose trip will not be delayed. All the people collect to express their regret And with each tear do they cry But the Pharaoh will know whether he'll stay or go By the things he sees in the sky Time is a hand when the stars will descend and fall like rain on the earth. But the ones who come through are the chosen and few to inherit 
the kingdom prepared. Stand around with your head in the ground. Don't be so blind to the day. For the waters will rise at an unforeseen time, and its tide will sweep you away. For the waters will rise at an unforeseen time, and its tide will sweep you away. So that was titled The Tide, and before I move on to the Henry Wadsworth Longfellow poem that I want to share with you, I just wanted to share a little bit about really just keeping your eye and your ear out for the po poetic, for poetry that in places that maybe otherwise sort of goes unnoticed. As a Christian, I read the Bible uh, daily. You always try to read the Bible daily. It's Im important. And one of the things I've noticed a lot of times is that when we read the Bible, sometimes we read it almost very practical. It's just we're trying to retain information. We're trying to gain and retain information in there so as to hopefully, um, after we've digested it, you know, hopefully you know, it'll be kind of fleshed out in our lives. And kind of like we're sort of like, I don't want to say robots, but in a way sometimes we can approach it like we're robots and we're just downloading information so as to just program ourselves accordingly. And I think sometimes we can miss the poetry within a lot of the scriptures. There's There's a lot more poetry in there then we realize. I mean, obviously the Psalms, everybody knows because that's the uh, book of prayer book or the, the book of worship uh, in the Old Testament. And certainly the uh, Song of Solomon is another one that stands out. But like I said, all throughout, uh, there are poetic nuances and bits of poetry and stuff that is used to really kind of make a point. And so one of those areas that, or one of those places that you would find this is in the prophets. Um, it's amazing when you read through the prophets just how much poetry there is within the prophetic voice. And so I'm just going to share this little bit from the prophet Isaiah. It's in chapter 55, and it reads, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, 
but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So I wanted to share that to just show that it's just got some really powerful imagery and it's just right there. And if you're reading the scriptures, I encourage you to be attentive to the poetry and find, you know, and see it and hear it and, and know that poetry is, is meant to be heard. It's not just meant to be read, but it's meant to be heard. So read those passages out loud. And even outside of that, even outside of the Bible, um, or even outside of uh, written works, there's a poetry in creation. There's beauty. There's there's power. There's there's majesty. There's there's all these things that we can encounter, and we can immerse ourselves in um, if we are willing to be attentive to that uh, poetic voice that's that's in creation. So. I encourage you to to seek that out, to seek that out, whether reading the written word or whether being out in creation and just experiencing the beauty and the wonder. Um, wonder is just such a powerful, powerful thing um, that we can possess if we are willing to just stand in awe and not try to think everything through and not try to compartmentalize or, or or to try to come up with reasons for you know sometimes we try to reason existence and the existence of things you know we we see a sunset or we see a sunrise and we try to reason those things and rather than just standing there in awe of the beauty and the artistry that we see and the colors that we see and just how it fills the sky so I encourage you to seek the poetic voice that's not just in the written word, but also um, all around us. And, uh, you know, hopefully that inspires you and inspires you to create and inspires you um, to find deeper meaning in living and in life. And especially with this COVID-19 pandemic that's going around, I know that uh, it's really easy to to ask why and to wonder what the point of everything is. And I just want to encourage you that even though things don't seem so great right now, that there is still beauty in the world. That even though things are going wrong and are a little off, that there's still beauty to be found that transcends all of the stuff that's going on currently. Because what's going on right now will pass it will pass it one one day it will pass but the one thing that will remain is the beautiful the true and the good those transcendentals um, that y you can find um, just by being willing to be open and seek those things so just encourage you to not be discouraged but uh, just to continue to seek the true the good and the beautiful even in this time so to close up, I wanted to share with you this poem from Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Again, he was an American poet. He lived back in the 19th century. And you probably have heard his poems like Paul Revere's Ride or Christmas Bells, which Christmas Bells is in the song I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Uh, that was his poem that he wrote actually during the Civil War. Um, so 
But this is another one of his, and it was published in the January 1866 issue of The Atlantic, uh, which, from what I understand, I believe he actually started, he was he was one of the um, writers that started The Atlantic. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I, I, I think that that's the case. Um, anyway, I'm not a historian, so uh, forgive me if I if I got that wrong, but... This poem is titled The Bells of Lynn Heard at Nahant, and I hope you enjoy it, and uh, here it is. O curfew of the setting sun, O bells of Lynn, O requiem of the dying day, O bells of Lynn, from the dark belfries of yon cloud cathedral wafted, your sounds aerial seem to float, O bells of Lynn, borne on the evening wind across the crimson twilight, or land and sea they rise and fall, O bells of Lynn. The fisherman in his boat far out beyond the headland listens and leisurely rows ashore, O bells of Lynn. Over the shining sands the wandering cattle homeward follow each other at your call, O bells of Lynn. The distant lighthouse hears with his flaming signal, answers you passing the watchword on, O bells of Lynn. And down the darkening coast run the tumultuous surges, and clap their hands and shout to you, O bells of Lynn, till from the shuddering sea with our wild incantations ye summon up the spectral moon, O bells of Lynn, and startled at the sight like the weird women of Endor, ye cry aloud and then are still, O bells of Lynn. So the title of that poem again was The Bells of Lynn Heard at Nahant, and that was by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, so I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, if you would like me to read a poem of yours on a future episode, please send that to me at poetry.deartracks at gmail.com, and I would love to read it. Until then, take care. <laughs>